Three Sports Guns presents the Brushback Pitches, high and inside. Usually a 90-mile-an-hour fastball thrown at the batter's head. The three Gunthers ready to shoot off their opinions on everything sports. The Brushback Pitches. It's the Brushback Pitches podcast presented by Three Sports Guns at Three Gunthers. Blair, Tyler, Harold. In partnership with My Retro Radio, thank you to our on-site producer, Rick Mason. Uh, overview the Olympics, we're going to tackle that. We've got uh, talk some Purdue. Like we said last week, we're going to go over Burke's tenure now. He's finally gone, knock on wood. Uh, we did a dynasty draft, a Come first in. one for all of them. Yeah, you want to welcome him back? Is that what you're saying? No, I just want to know. You can be excommunicated from his family. I thought somebody if that's was the case. at the door. That's all. No, we talk. Uh, we had a dynasty draft, which none of us never done before. We talk about that, and then we wrap up our NFL previews. Talk about the Bears and the two North divisions. Starting with the Olympics, pops last week. Tyler posed the question: Is Michael Phelps greatest athlete of all time? And at the time, I feel like you, because you said you didn't think he was the greatest athlete. You said he was the greatest Olympian. Now, a lot of people this week, after what Bolt did, said Bolt is because they consider sprinting, I guess, to a, I don't know, more Olympic-like event slash also more competitive. I don't know. You talked to the good doctor and got his his scientific background oh, view, view on would, that. and less like, Something about anaerobic versus stamina, I guess, was the argument. Is that what it, Tyler? I love how the older Pops has got. He's become those guys that are like, the science dweeb giving me stats. I make decisions <laughs> with my guts. Screw your truths and facts. No, I'm saying he he's trying to, to be, you. He's trying to be a guts and balls kind of guy, Tyler. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what you guys talked about, right? That's what he mentioned because he said, he said that Todd, what was you said? It, it anaerobic exercise, right? Is what sprinting is. It's yes. An anaerobic fast twitch exercise. Well, pops, do you want me to make some kind of argument towards why things are something without science? Just be like, no, yes, Tyler. You, again, you're uh, you're taking C-tarty. something and you're completely blowing it out of proportion. All I said was you 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 look at it from the scientific standpoint. His point was is that sprinting is harder to be more competitive at older as opposed to swimming. Was okay. the point. I, right, I got it. So I'm going to go the opposite side. I'm just guts and balls. I'm a W guy. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Apparently. You're the, um, on this subject. One of those science dweebs that have these <laughs> figures. Yes, these Tyler, you are, you are a science dweeb in that regard, but uh, irrespective of that versus us humanities people over here who, anyway. can, who can think of different aspects. But No, I, I, you look, you can make the case that he is. I mean, this has never been done before. Three right. gold medals in three different type of events. Three Olympics. There's been three Olympics. I, I don't know. He's certainly in the conversation. He's arguably the greatest track and field star. People would argue Carl Lewis. I don't know if we're ever going to see this again. I mean, how do you measure? Because everybody talks about how Bolt doesn't have the medals that obviously Phelps has, but Phelps does so many events. But I think that that's a plus also in Phelps's column because we talked about Ledecky last week, how she's only really the, the, the straight, the... I don't. The, what is it, Tyler? The inter, what's this event that the freestyle does? swimmer? The freestyle swimmer, whereas Phelps wins gold in all the events. Is it a case where you think that is? It, does that matter, or is it a case where you think that you wish you would have seen Bolt do some other events? Well, I think you, you can make the case that Phelps is just all around great. But I mean, I don't think there's a hell of a big difference between if you look you're, when you swim well, you're going to learn to do freestyle, backstroke, backstroke, dogstroke, this stroke, that stroke, versus in track and field, very specialized. Right. So. It's apples to oranges, but let's compare apples to oranges. You're talking to probably the greatest track and field star right. and probably the greatest swimmer. Yes. So you could certainly, they're, among, they're going to be in the arguments for the greatest Olympian ever. I'm Makes not going to say if they're number one, but they're, they're definitely in the argument. And 
it's nice that we can end this Olympics up and not talk about that big jerk off from uh, God, wherever state he's such from. Such a scumbag. That has basically taken the luster off the Olympics on the swimming team, probably the entire Olympics over just being a selfish bastard. That too, and there's, uh, I know the one they talked about, it was the, uh, there's a woman who won, I think it was a wrestling event. It was the first American woman to win wrestling, I think is what it was. And this, the big story was Lochte, even though Gordon she was McGregor? A, I, I thought it was I don't remember I think it was wrestling it was like 40, oh, 40 so it wasn't MMA or PK no, 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 or in whatever the Olympics, the is, in the Olympics and then the the, her, the story was trumped by Lochte which is just just ridiculous because the guy's an idiot and clearly a child yes. and Bolt coming back and winning I think has helped to push that story back and even the fact that he's come out and give some half-ass explanation but I think Usain Bolt has at least dovetailed it to where now I think you're ending on what you'd like to do, which was just great Olympians being great. Right. And, I mean, I watched him in the qualifications. That guy has an extra gear, I'm yes. telling you, because once he got about two-thirds down the track, he was he was slowing up. And, I mean, he's he reminds he's reminds me of the great teams that could pick up when they just flip the switch when they have to. That's what Bolt reminds yeah, well, me that, of. Well, then he mugs for the crowd and he poses for pictures. Okay, well, what, that's, that has nothing to do with I'm just saying that it's clearly, the, that's what I'm talking about, the second gear. Yeah, he, so, he puts so on he the gear looks, and he knows he's got it. So let's make this generational now, Tyler. So you millennials are thumbs up about that, right? No, Mugging just, for the camera and whatnot. My point was you talked about that he has an extra gear. I'm saying that he puts on that extra gear and he knows he got it. So he'll smile right, for the cameras he knows, on the way he, he knows he's the best one. Okay, Tyler, you said that Phelps was the greatest Olympian last week. Do you still say that? Yes. Yes. Also, also, I love how Pops talked a lot. I don't know how much he actually watched the Olympics because I watched like all of Bolt's runs. I wouldn't even. Go, I actually would not go as far as saying he's the greatest track and field. Even even track is comparable because the problem is I think you're you're generalizing it because it's a little easier in my opinion to be better at swimming in a way than it is better at what he does because i mean ledecky focused on free freestyle but it's not like phelps is a really good breaststroke or backstroke to be honest he's a really good freestyle and butterfly to really uh he's he's done good the other ones because he trains in all ones but that's what he's really good at and he's probably been able to but at the same time you can't really discredit bolt because if you're really fast and you you probably focus on muscle building. You don't focus on endurance. So he's not going to be in the long races. He's not going to do hurdles, obviously, because that's just a completely different sport in general. And that's about it. I mean, he does the 100 and 200. Maybe he could do 400, but I don't know if he really's ever done much of that. Uh, he's always done 100, 200, and 4 by 100 relay. I don't think he's ever done 400, and that's a little different because that's, that's where you start getting into long distances, 400, 800, 1500. And, and so on. I still say it, Phelps. To be honest, if I'm going to compare him, because Pops tried to do say that like he was talking about American sports in general, and I will compare it for the American. Phelps, to me, is the Michael Jordan. Bolt is like the... Bolt, to me, is like, I guess, the Ray Allen, where you could say he was good in general, but you could say best three-point shooter, boom, put him there. And that's kind of what Bolt is. He's very specifically good. And he's the best at that. But Phelps is more overall good. Pops, would you like to rebuttal that? I, I don't know. I mean, again, this is subjective. I, I will say this. The, I'm guessing the first time that Bolt ran and someone picked the time switch up or picked up a time clock, they're like, that'll be good enough. 
<laughs> we know what we're going to. We, we know what events you're going to run into. Short distance, and you just run like. Well, hell. I mean, Tyler made a good point. I didn't mean to try and say that Bolt should run other events, but I mean, because there's obviously way more swimming events than there are sprinter events. I guess I just figured that some more of the relays you figured he would jump in on some of the shorter ones. I, I mean, I he guess does the four by four hundred, but in there a two hundred or a four by four four hundred yeah, or something like that. It would be interesting to see Tyler. The, agree with me on this or not? It'd be interesting to see Usain Bolt. Clearly, the guy's a hell of an athlete. Yes. See him in the decathlon. To see him in the pentathlon. Just to see how he stacks up. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yes, I, I mean, agree with that. I, I, but I think I his, that. his type of it's ability probably thing. translates across many different. I think track in track and field, um, it's just so much more specialized. You know, unless you're doing that. And right. and, and and the guy that won the decat. You know who the guy the name is who won the decathlon this year? American won the two gold two Olympics in a row. When did, was it the brothers for the decathlon, right? Didn't they finish gold and silver, or was that a different event? I don't know. Who this guy's on a commercial mm-hmm. with his girlfriend. I got nothing. See, I can't name him either. He could walk in. He, he might oh, be that geez. guy across the hall for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's do a quick overview of uh, the Olympics, because Pops wanted to make fun of the basketball team, so they both won fun. gold. I, I just they both won gold. Congratulations. You're expected to do that. That's true. I, I, I think that I don't know how close the, the gold medal men's game was. Oh, it was, it was a blowout. Could care less. Uh, and the women have made this Olympics even more irrelevant because the, obviously the WNBA has taken the American women to a point of just they, they could just throw their sneakers out there, probably win by 20. The men who struggled against Spain and could have lost and could have lost, what, you think three times in this Olympics? Just... I think you're talking about France. They did pretty well against Spain. It's about France. They beat the crap out of Spain. Yeah, they they beat the. It was uh, it was, uh, it was Serbia sixty four, wasn't it? France and Australia. I, from what I I can't remember. No, it was seventy two sixty four. From what I read, Spain it wasn't as close as the, the score was. Well, that's still eight points. I just think, boy, that these professional basketball players now it's to women is a joke. It's, it's a joke. They go down there. They say stuff. They do stuff. You got Kevin Durant saying, uh, I, "I thought this is going to be easier than this." Well, well this is what you want, you moron. Rude. You want competition. That's rude. What do you want people to do? Just roll, throw the throw their jerseys out there, say we give up. It's the Americans. They might hold us up in a bathroom. That's uh, I didn't hear that. That's kind of he said that's that. disrespectful. I mean, it's I, NBA players' hubris, right? I, I just think that the that the aspect the you know the tennis. No thanks. The golf, not interested. The uh, soccer, don't care because those professionals. Certainly the basketball. You could take those sports and just get them out of the Olympics because I don't think they're they're not relevant. The rest of the stuff, the swim, you could. And I know the I know the swimmers get money. I know the the, the track and football, etc. I know everybody gets money. I got that. But it just seems like it's more of a genuine competition as opposed to right. the crap that's going on for the men and women's basketball. The stupid golf tournament, the uh, the soccer tournament, the the tennis tournament. Well, I mean, the the ones you're listing, you can make the argument that the Olympic events aren't the pinnacle of what people achieve for. Like, we talked about this last right. week. I, I just, you could get rid of them. So the men and women won, you were supposed to. Right. Tyler, thoughts on that before we move on to Purdue? I love that Pops basically starts out saying that this was a waste of time and it's completely <laughs> irrelevant. But let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Let's, let's delve into <laughs> Yes, because we need, we need, Tyler, we need to change this. Because I think for the first week, I really enjoyed the Olympics. I enjoyed the women's gymnastics. That was really good. The swimming was really good. The second week, I think the 
the Olympics kind of went. You still had I mean, you Usain Bolt, field. but that still it's it still wasn't to me. It wasn't you as compelling. Watching, you weren't as watching the swimming and the gymnastics and badminton. No, I missed the men's volleyball, and which I usually like to watch. I think the interesting thing is because we talked about this, and the medal count's not even close. Like gold, the United States is going to win more of all three medals. But the interesting thing is, I Again, thought, but we can't balance the budget, right? No, the <laughs> interesting thing great. I thought was some of the the teams that the United States had that were expected to be powerhouses that didn't like the the sand volleyball team got upset i think they finished with bronze the women's soccer team and yes we talked about the pay thing way back when but everybody's like oh it's a done deal and they got upset and of course hope solo made herself look like a jackass again but some of those teams didn't fare as well i think that was kind of interesting no well i mean i'm looking forward to actually tokyo because they're going to add surfing which sounds really cool in japan i can't wait to watch that they added a bunch of stuff like climbing i think got added there's like yeah, six actually, new events. I think I'm really looking forward to. That one's going to be a really cool How long one. until computer simulating playing games is like an Olympic event? Uh, isn't chess well, being considered? It, I, I would tell you this, Austin, if you're so interested in watching it, I'd watch surfing because that's a, that sport that guy fought is a shark going to be really year. interesting because he they did. can't control anything. They're just throwing them out there. I don't, is this, this is not like the uh, the rowing and everything because that happens in calm waters. The surfing, you have to do it where Except for that team that flipped over by a couch. So it's going to be really interesting in my opinion. My favorite joke about the Olympics, because I can see the look on your face, my favorite joke about the Olympics is the comedian said whenever he talks about the Olympics, he said, of course, summer, not winter. That's just 38 different versions of sliding. Right. It okay. really is. Like this, the winter <laughs> sports, they just like make up these. I mean, I've watched it. There's so many sports. But although, although Blair, you've never watched me watch curling. That's a hell of a sport to watch. <laughs> Let's get I'm pop started on snowboarding. Like, Swiffer, Swiffer the shit out of the guy. No, <laughs> look, whoever decided snowboarding is because the, they knew the, the Americans were so it was deep the, it that was it was the a guaranteed salt. gold medals. For, for, we've never really been good There was an Olympics in, in Olympics. Salt Lake City, right? Way back, uh, well, not like 20 years ago or something like that? 98 or 2000. No. I think like that's that. when it was first added. Okay, let's talk about Purdue. Before we get into Burke. Yeah, let's go to a better gonna, subject. Yeah, <laughs> Pop's really excited. Before we review uh, Burke's tenure, which we say we're going to do last week, but first thing is we put it off for a couple weeks, and I know Pop's the painter extension. Yeah. Now... Obviously, the three of us are not on the, on board with this because my we've talked about this before. We've gotten to a podcast. My attitude is he hasn't really done anything that has made me less unhappy with him from the bottom out seasons. Like when they were last in the Big Ten, yes, we're we're you know back in the NCAA tournament, but we're not doing anything. So it's not a whole lot of difference for me personally. My attitude was that they needed to win several tournament games this year he needed to be fired because it's just it's not working and now he got what is it a three-year extension he's here till like 2022 or something like that yeah and i also told you blair i said if you measure the men's basketball program with the men's football program the purdue men's basketball program as compared to the purdue men's football program looks like the alabama football program so if burke wants to hang his hat on something when he leaves and how the hell is this guy doing extension that too because it was like it was done like a week before they announced the Babinski thing. It was, it was why yeah, it was at the end of the week or the beginning of the week in the middle of summer. Nothing's going on. The only thing that made it any better if you decided to hold a press conference at like Sunday one, they, six in the morning and nobody they, shows up. They did it in one of those buildings that's not even finished yet. Right. I I, I don't like it, but. The other thing I point out to you, boy, I think five out of the seven or five out of the eight years, he's won 20 games. He's gone to the NCAA tournament. It's just that he, when, they, when his team gets the NCAA tournament, they just they stink. He, he can't coach on a tactical basis. I'm not sure he can coach on a strategic basis. No, and that's why I'm saying that I hate the extension because, it's yes, we got to the tournament, but we've blown, what was it? It was nine points or seven points to Cincinnati, and 
I don't, what was it 13 last year? Thirteen in three 13. minutes. Yeah, so they've blown like twenty point leads in a span of four minutes. I look, I agree, but the problem is Purdue, for Purdue that's good enough. Ugh, and, and for the rest of us, it ain't. No, it's not. Thoughts on the sneaky painter extension? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my hat on, my conspiracy hat on, or as I call it, my pop's hat on. <laughs> is it and your science hat, Tyler, or no? It's so my conspiracy hat. Not no, your my science, science hat. hat's my me hat. That's his me hat. He's on. He's got your hat on. My conspiracy hat's my you hat. Uh, my belief is that they basically told Pavinsky, we're extending Painter, and you got to be cool with that. Deal with it. And that's kind of how it went. Like, they well, were probably already in conversations, but they were like, you don't really get a choice in that. We want to extend him. Here's the thing. Does, does this guy has no... Wait a minute. Does he not have... Cre- he's it's a, football that he doesn't have any okay, well, real hands on. He might not have said, I didn't basketball. realize you guys had a basketball program. Okay, sure, whatever. I don't like that when, pe- when people come in and the people above them say, look, we've already hired more than half your staff, so... You're Good stuck luck. with it. <laughs> right. Because if you don't succeed, it's your fault. Right. And I just, I hate that mentality. That's what's going on here. I'd like to think that this Bobinski or Bobinski. Bobo Whatever. has well, the ability to... He might be Bobo if he doesn't do a good job. ...make the, the decisions independent of Mitch Daniels or whoever. But clearly, that's not the case. And just, and so I don't know. I mean, again... Painter's been able to win 20 games. Recruiting's been okay. They've been able to get to the NCAA tournament and lose in the first round. So apparently that's on Mitch Daniels' list of, of the 2020 plan. Win 20 games, get to the first round of the NCAA tournament, and lose. Done. Win 20 games, be out of the tournament in 20 hours. Got right, it. Gotcha. Click. We got that done. Let's move on. Okay, so moving on. Let's. Uh, we talked about how we were going to recap Burke's tenure. This is something we've been talking about before. We're actually going to do it. He was hired in 1993. Mm-hmm. January 1st. So, Tyler, you were born four days after he was hired. I don't know how you feel about that. But was I don't know anything about George King Pops. Was he any good? The Wait, he hired Katie, but the football program suffered immensely. I mean, he hired um, Young, who had some success in the late 70s and early 80s. But after that, the football program was a joke. I mean, he, got, he hired Katie in 81. But it was basically the men's. It was the men's basketball program. The women's basketball program come on, probably after Numbnuts got hired. Right. And which I I begrudgingly give him credit, but he deserves credit for hiring the women's coaches who ended up going to two Final Fours, winning a national championship. Yes. He hired uh, Tiller. Tiller. You know what kind of success he had. Right. He was there during Katie's. I can't give him that credit. My guess is he'll take that credit. Probably. Because that's just how it is. I would say, Blair, the first part of his tenureship looked good. The second half, not so good. Todd, were you going to say something? Well, actually, that's kind of interesting because he was wait, hired four days after I was born. Four days before you were born. Before. Four days before? Yeah, January 1st. He was hired four days before me and before I was born, and Ditka was fired on the day I was born. So, man, Pops, my birth really didn't work out for you that well. <laughs> did sometimes the Cubs the day I was born also? Pilot, I could, I could think that Dick could probably d- did need to go. I just didn't wait, like wait, the, on, I didn't like the idiot it, who the hired, fired him. 2003? What was that, Tyler? Wasn't that Bartman year 2003? Yes. 2003, yes. 2003. Okay, yeah, the 10-year anniversary of me, Bartman happened. Wow, this is really all downhill for Pops <laughs> team and me. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't in January, but okay. So, to recap, so Pops mentioned Tiller. The women's golf program is obviously the only really perennial powerhouse. I think they have a streak now of something like 12 top 10 finishes. They won a national championship. And here, just a quick summary, in Burke's tenure, 
Two teams won championships, which is the women's basketball, women's golf. Six student athletes have captured a combined 11 individual national crowns, which include the two that we saw dive. Uh, Steele Johnson and Bodiah both won national championships as divers. And let's see, the football team, of course, we talked about that. Men's basketball team, but Pops alluded to that. I mean, there's really nothing. Here's one for you, Pops. 14 squads earned NCAA postseason opportunities in 2011 and 2012, the most in school history. We probably need to circle that year because I don't know if we're going to see that going forward. I mean, because all you can so the women's the women's volleyball team's a good program. You don't like Versip. Painter no, because gone, she's a regional coach. Painter's but, gone downhill. The baseball I, team had the one year. Well, I don't year. know if you say Painter's gone downhill. He's he's winning twenty games. Actually, he's probably about level. He's leveled off. I think you know what you're going to get with him. Twenty games, compete but not win the Big Ten, losing the first round of the, the tournament. Right, Tyler, you're best friends with all the tennis players. Tennis has gotten better, right? Yeah, the men's team's slowly gotten better. Women's team's kind of middle of the, and they're like they're like top third ish. They're at least above the halfway point. So really, if you were going to rank programs like the top three programs at purdue would probably be women's golf probably women's volleyball, volleyball. and then maybe bass men's basketball probably swimming and diving actually probably would the be thing, number three diving. diving's got two national champions i mean what else do you that's want? one yeah. two and three right there so I, don't be wrong i've been to events farm i've met some of the coaches and some of the people great people not exactly what you're looking for when you're like no. building a sports portfolio. So, and what drigs the most money and brings the most attention is Football. champions in men's sports. And your well, two, and, okay, your baseball team had one year. Yeah, and it, it went out in the first and round. They stunk since then. They've been garbage. Your football team basically has been just just bad, and your basketball program was going down. You, you got it to the point that it's probably in the top 25, whatever that means. They'll be within three games of the Big Ten title, whatever that means. And, of course, we know what it means to lose the first round of the NCAA tournament. Something else that we sh- I feel like he should be criticized for, we talked about this with lacrosse, Purdue also has the least amount of scholarship sports in the Big Ten. Right. And by a large margin. We can, and we talk about where the biggest thing is the money. They, right. they realize that this 2020 plan, the thought was that they were expecting X amount of dollars in football revenue, and because the football program has been so damn bad, yes. they're down $12.7 million over this budgetary phase, five years, because the football program has gone from bad under hope to completely stinks, or sucks, yes. or whatever you want to say, under Hazel. Yes. And, and, I don't, and everybody's kind of like the deer in the headlights. Nobody wants to know how to do. They're afraid if they fire Hazel, they're going to own like three or four buildings because they gave them all the money to come here. <laughs> right. So we're stuck with this guy. Yes. So, I mean, in terms of let's, because obviously we can talk about the, the powerhouses of like Alabama football, but in terms of, and this is probably hard to picture because how many other sports do you follow like through the entire profile of scholarship sports, but where would you put him for his, for his 20 plus years? You've had, I mean, obviously it's minus points that your three, I mean, the three big drawers are obviously football, men's, and women's basketball. Those are the ones that get the big attendance. Right. And so he's won, they won a national championship. Uh, Purdue went to the, the men's team under Tiller, went to one Final Four. The football team going to Final Sorry, Four? Sorry, the basketball team. Yes, the football team. They haven't gone to Final Four since 1980. So what, how far did they get? Is the Elite Eight? They went down, yeah, they went to original Sorry, final. okay, Elite Eight. Just once, right? Yep. And then you had the one Rose Bowl. Well, they Bowl. went twi- twice. First year, yeah, 93, uh, Katie took the Purdue team. No, it was 94. They, went, they lost to Duke in the Southeast Final. And then 2000, they lost to Wisconsin in the West Final. Right. So, so two, two Elite Eights. Two Elite Eights. A Women's National Championship for basketball. And another Final Four. And a Final Four and a Rose Bowl over 23 yes. years. Yes. I think where he overstayed probably by anywhere from a factor of five to seven years. 
this guy had never had any experience running an athletic program. He no, was, he was a businessman. He, he was CEO of Inland Steel. He's a businessman. He's a businessman. Having said that, if he's a businessman, okay. Right. <laughs> he's, we're $12 million behind. We're 12 points. Or they, not us, because I want a part of this. Because I'm rooting for Illinois. Yeah, and Tyler will, of course, allude to that he doesn't donate to Purdue. He donates to I don't donate either. $12.7 million shortfall because the program football program sucks. I know you just graduated, but... We're kind of poor. Tyler, what do you think? I know it's hard to keep in perspective because, I mean, it's not like you follow Alabama swimming or USC baseball. But, I mean, over 23 years, where do you, how do you rank that? I mean, Pops is right. I think if you look at the like the first 10 years, they're pretty good. The last, the second 10 years, really not so great. Did you say the Women's National Championship for basketball? Yeah. Okay. That one, that one was a big one. I don't know. For the for the flag carrier, the small sports, you're sure dumping on them a little bit. No, I'm a big fan Duking of the small on sports, chest, but if you will. no, I'm a big fan of the small sports. But pops is right. I mean, if especially for Purdue that wants to be a self-sufficient athletic program, you got to make money then. And I, I, we can win all the national championships we want in swimming, and I will cheer for the swimmers, but it doesn't save the athletic program. Oh, no. No, because it's sports is first and foremost entertainment. You don't go see shitty entertainment. That's, That's what I'm saying. kind of the first rule of entertainment. So, I mean, even though women's if you wanna, golf... you want to put butts in the seats, you better be good. Put butts in the seats. Yeah, I mean, even though women's golf is a perennial powerhouse, and I'm happy for them, I'll cheer for them. It doesn't save the athletic department. I mean, Pops, I guess the better question, the better way to phrase it, would you consider the first 10 years of Burke more dumb luck based on the last 10 years? Or is it something where it just he just got out of touch? I think out of touch. Yeah. I mean, you, got to, you have to give him credit for signing Tiller, despite the fact that he was in these Purdue fraternity or the Purdue family that they somehow got it right as opposed to getting it wrong. He, was that, he had that crazy offense that nobody thought he was outside the box, right? I think it was circumstances in the fact that it apparently took the Big Ten coaches more than six years to say, nah, this is a gimmick. This has never worked. Right. And then they finally realized this, this is going to work. So, I mean, then they adapted. And once they adapted, they then the, the, the advantage that Tiller and Purdue had went down the drains. Obviously, you can't take credit for... Katie. Katie, but certainly he can take credit for hiring the right coaches in the women's program who recruited nationally and won two Final Fours. The problem is is that he settled for Versa, who is a regional hire, as opposed to like the two women. I can't remember. Carolyn Peck is one. And there's the one. Is that the one and that's on ESPN one, or is that the other one? I don't know. They have both have been ESPN. One quit to coach the women's U.S. Olympic team, which he left. Another one, I don't remember what she did. Those are coaches with with pedigrees and you ended up seeing what you got a national championship which is was like it's not like we throw those around here like oh another national championship <laughs> well i see mean, if i can make the parade we like hammer and rails right hammer and rails said that purdue as a <laughs> as an athletic program i think has less as just it's some it's something has marginally close uh Big Ten championships compared to University of Chicago. That one, yeah, yeah which that's is ridiculous. To hang they your hat on, they, isn't it? They haven't been part of the Big Ten for like what fifty plus years. Long time. Yeah, Purdue has. I, th- I can't remember what the exact number is, but it's like this much more Big Ten championships. It's, it's, they have, they have less. They have less uh, Big Ten titles than University of Chicago. That's not like. It's oh, not it a, is less. Okay, so yes, yeah, so no. which is ridiculous. It's not opinion piece. It, that's like the number fact. No, I couldn't remember if it was just a few more than them or a few less. That's what I was saying. It's less. I less. Okay, that. less. I remember less, that story. Which is crazy. Right? How dumb is I mean, that? In age, you talk about University of Chicago. You like, do they have a sports program? <laughs> is that the Ivy Tech of the Chicago? The archaeological team competes. <laughs> it doesn't take a rock scientist. The football program is the big revenue generator. Take a look at Ohio State. See how much money they bring in. A shitload. Purdue 
acts like where this is the sisters of the poor and that they're actually an actual not-for-profit until you take a look at their endowment which is two billion dollars can't touch that though we can't touch that because we got to let the old white bastards who run this place have all that money squirreled away and i mean it's, it's a just rainy a day fund That'd be like a Noah Day fun, <laughs> just a rainy day fun. Okay, so th- here's the last question for Purdue, and we're going to talk about our fantasy draft. Do you believe, because maybe like no, back, I don't believe anything. like the first 10 years of Burke, it might have been, you could say that maybe competition wasn't as wide open as it is, as opposed to now everything has much more parity. So do you believe that Purdue can bounce back with like uh, any of the programs that come to national uh become a national powerhouse is it more so we're just going to kind of get lucky maybe one season if we do things right not necessarily the big boys because obviously football is a tough one basketball maybe is closer but i mean some of the other ones i think where if you i th- i think i don't think the basketball program is le- really that far away i mean if you had a good coach and you could recruit a little bit better i think this team arguably i think that team with talent-wise, you can make a case should have made a deeper run and maybe could have got to a regional final. The football program is just like, boy, th- th- I mean, this is like driving to Hindenburg and realizing, <laughs> is this going down again? <laughs> really? I mean, I did it last year and it blew up, did the same damn thing. That's the pro- The football program is, is like losing more and more of ground. The, any, that or even actual legitimacy, or, you know, because it's right. a joke. Right. And the gimmick, the gimmick that was the Tiller offense, as good as a coach he was, was a major reason. He's a good coach was his gimmick offense, and it just, like I said, the idiots and the Big Ten coaches are like, this won't last. Five years later, are you, nah, that's still a gimmick. And then finally they caught on. I, I just think that in our lifetime, we might not see anything as important as like Purdue going to a Rose Bowl like they did. I didn't think I was ever going to see it. Right. And, and we, they, we let's got mention it. they went in because of a tiebreaker rule, too. Which no longer exists. Right. So I think circumstances, as much as anything else, made the football program relevant just for that period under Tiller. I don't know. If well, I mean, let's not. For, I mean, for our Purdue history, the fumble. Where would a Purdue football be? And that, that's a whole other debate. But where would Purdue football be if the fumble didn't happen? I'll give you that. But I, I, I think that's that's circumstances. You got to give Wisconsin credit for. See, people do that. It's like you know, if we clean our game up, stop all the sixty-five no, I mean, penalties and the forty-five fumbles, we'll win this game. I got Look, that, but, but that's Purdue history. I mean, what if what if Hummel doesn't? Tears ACL and Purdue wins a national championship that year. Unfortunately, having, I'm I, just saying. I understand your, what you're saying, but you got to go with what happened, not on the experimental basis of a potential of what if this happened God, or uh, you know a theoretical sucks. theoretical sports. We might have won two national championships. We I don't think we could claim that. See that theoretical national championship up there, banner. Just, there you go. That was my counterpoint to you mentioning it was a gimmicky offense. If that doesn't, it was. that fumble doesn't happen though. Where's Purdue? Because it's that's my that's something that they maybe, lose the next week to Michigan. Maybe, but that's something that could have raised the level of the program. Where now you recruit differently possible but i say that the one thing you hang your hat on the one thing you guys we all saw this which was purdue going to the rose bowl i don't know if i'm gonna see it again and I, the way this football programs it's hard to envision that whereby i, I mean, think i think we just take purdue getting to a bowl right now <laughs> right i think the basketball program is not that far from what katie established and right. i think that they could recruit enough to where i think that depending but with all the guys leaving after one year if you get people coming back this team can make a deep run because of the setup you've right. seen it out of small colleges the problem is you got to get a coach who doesn't play like henry winkler and a water boy during the last two minutes of a game yes tyler do you think purdue could build not necessarily any one specific program but could have some success babinski i guess to begin with build something back up to powerhouse status or national contender status yeah anything could happen like I said last week, when uh, 
Pops was unsure about Harbaugh at Michigan. I mean, he took Stanford, who was never good at anything. Right. There are a bunch of those. There are a bunch of those dweebs. Pops hates. <laughs> I think Pops. You watch nerds. The nerds. Okay, he had one you year. So what's your point, Tyler? Nerds and root against them. <laughs> you watch Revenge of the Nerds and root against them. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. It's unfortunate because that's probably one of Pops' favorite movies. He likes that movie a lot. That I, and Animal House. I do like yeah, Revenge yeah, of the Nerds. I'm not saying it's one of my favorite movies, but I do like speakers. it. Okay, let's let's speaking of nerds, let's talk fantasy football here. We did our first dynasty draft. We never done it. Done everybody in the league's never done one. So, Pop, quick thoughts. Hold on. Let the commissioner give his okay, opening fine. statement about this, Tyler. <laughs> Tell your opening statement. Come on, about, Roger Goodell. On the Talk dynasty to us about draft. the dynasty league. It went well. Running back was a clear problem. Yep. Um, and I feel like with people auto drafting, you had to weigh when you were going to take immediate contributors. Yeah. Against the people who were auto drafting, and also against the people who were at the same point. Drafting young guys, but like I need to get that one guy uh, to play now. Like Pops grabbed Frank, Frank Gore to help his running back uh, core, which is a good grab for this year, and right. I think is a good number two. Uh, but he 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 grabbed him late enough that he's fine, and he could have other guys for later on down the road. Yes, Pops, your thoughts on the fantasy? I'll give you a compliment. Thank you. Um, I did a, a quasi mock draft last night, right. and the one thing that I discovered was. I if I and I went strictly by the board. I can't think of the guy's name, Mike Clay Mike or something Clay. from ESPN. And I soon realized, boy, I got an impressive group of receivers. And I took a look at my running backs and said, I said, boy, I got an impressive group of receivers. <laughs> Clearly, there is a dearth of good, good young running backs that you can play and feel like you can be competitive this year, and also feel like you can keep them. So. One thing that I realized I was going to have to do, because I, I was figured I was just going to go young the whole all 20 spots. You're going to have to get some veterans in order to be, try to be competitive this year. Yes. But also, and the, it, might, it might be the five guys you don't keep, but and also, you know, in, in order to have get, and, and get your young guys on the bench. So that's what I tried to do. Decker was one. Eli was one. Gore was another one. You know, and, and you know, it just, I, I sprinkled them in there and in there with, in my team, but I, I feel pretty good about my draft. And, and you're right, you and I talking on the way over. The yes. bench on my draft, I could make call that the taxi squad or the or the or what do they call it in the NFL now? The practice squad. The practice squad. That's my bench is the practice squad because I don't know if I'm gonna get to elevate anybody other than Coleman. I like the shuttle bus. But I don't think any of us really could sit there and say yes, this is the way to do this because this is right. this is completely new to all of us. So anybody that could come out and claim that they won the draft, maybe. I mean, you might get guys that got rosters that could compete this year, but next year they're in deep trouble. Or some guys that might not necessarily compete this year, but they go next year, and boy, they're really good. I don't know right now. My main point was that we had, unfortunately, it's a 12-team league. We had four guys that almost auto-drafted the whole draft. And I think Tyler makes a good point about how I think a lot of us that were live drafting the whole draft were trying to do that, trying to balance getting youth but also veterans. But when you have people auto-drafting because the rankings are based on just a, a one-year league, right. now you it becomes, a okay, okay, now I got I to gotta jump for this guy. or Because that's what I did with me personally. I jumped in on C.J. Anderson because it was the point where running backs had gone off the board fast. Like in the first two rounds – all the all the top running backs that basically got cleaned out, and so I was like, I got to get somebody that I can at least live with. Right. And so I ended up based on dynasty rankings. Obviously, you can't go through any draft just based on rankings. But based on rankings, I think I jumped on C.J. Anderson about a round and a half before he should have gone. 
but I mean, you, you had to. It's like you said. I saw on you that unless you got in on on Gurley or, or um, uh, Bell or some of those top guys, you basically had to go with the zero running back draft process and just hope that you got a collection of guys that you can work with. Well, I think there's the second and third tier, and I think I got one Ingram in the second tier and, right. and hide from the third tier. I just have to hope that a the San Francisco offense actually gets first downs. B Hyde holds holds onto the football, right? And Always because if he healthy. does, then I think I'm going to be pretty solid and set in there for a couple of years. If you, I honestly don't know if he doesn't. I got Gore as a backup. I feel solid about that. But right. that's about a one year. He's about a one year fix. Yes. Now, like I said, there is just a ton of young receivers going from the top end guys that you'd say at the top of the draft board to just a boatload of young well, especially guys. Especially since it's a PPR league too. Right. That just makes receivers even that much more, or it's, it makes the field deeper. Right. And it, I, and I've kind of changed my view, but as far as running backs to where like before, I don't know if I would have taken a guy like I took Dion Lewis. I was looking at Giovanni Bernard. You take a look at Woodhead, you, guys like that. Now I think that in a PPR, your money ahead to get at least one of those guys because if they don't if they're not your number two in a zero running back strategy they make a hell of a flex play right. which is you you got lewis and helped get you going last year so i mean you yeah. know that helps to a certain extent deepen the running back pool but by no means like i said the depth of receiver is just astronomical versus the running back it isn't right Ty, how do you feel about your personal draft i feel like throughout the whole i made tough decisions I made decisions that like three years from now for me are probably going to dislike, but I made a lot of decisions I think will build because uh, like Blair, you took Allen Robinson. Yes. And I was looking at him, but I took Elliot because I was like, I-, I could get receivers, but I just, I feel like I got to get a young bat. Yeah. No, that and was I'm smart. really happy that I grab Elliot because yeah. for me, Elliot's like, put him in the lineup. I'm never going to worry about him for like four years. Yeah. I- I'll have to figure out the handcuff if I ever need that, but no, that was unfortunately, smart. unfortunately we're so deep. Uh, his handcuffs are probably owned. Morris is owned, and I think McFadden's out. So anyway, but you had to take chances. You you get the chance to say you're welcome because for as much as me and Poster wrote fantasy articles, Blair started writing a blog. So I was in Blair's head that entire time, just sneaking Gordon Bryant and Christine Michael right up from under him. God, son of a bitch! Oh, you did, you chose to write a blog blabbing about your opinions. I just, I mentioned you know, that oh, I mentioned baby. it in the first article, by the way that that you and Pops write fantasy articles. And I told the both of you when I did it that now you can see what I'm saying because I did. I don't hide my ideas, the stuff that I think well, I put in the Well, at least makes blog. it a little bit more fair now we're writing articles. He's, he's a bastard. Gordon specifically, he drafted literally two picks before he's I was going to pick him. I, I, I like the Bryant. Both of them are gambles. I forgot completely about Bryant. I told Pops on the way over here, Tyler, I, literally, right, I put that article up yesterday and I went through it and right before I posted it, I put the line I said, if you're doing a dynasty draft... Don't forget about Brian. He's suspended this year, which means you'll get him super late, and it'll pay off later. I had him rank really low, but I was prepared to take him, Son you know, at 20 rounds. I was prepared to take him in the 15 to 20 range. Both of them are... Yeah, you're, you're right, Pops. It, to be honest, I really expect that at best I may be a low-end playoff seed. I think it's possible I don't make the playoffs. But at the same point, I'm probably all right with that because I think if, if you're going to sit there and be good in five years likely you either had a couple really good years and maybe not great years after that or a couple okay to bad years and maybe some good years and with the dynasty i bet on young guys we'll see because i took bryant and gordon jordan howard kenneth dixon tajay sharp kevin white too and you took a lot of the young guys Tyler, i took on my bench i mean that's what pops did too 
my yeah, bench plus. Coleman Ellington McKinnon I know some people might might not look but I think he, he's a good handicap Taylor Dotson no, actually I, I, Ware, I, I, I applaud you McKinnon was a great grab Who? I was I was really mad when I figured out you found him because at one to two years he could grab. be the guy that's why I was telling Blair I think that he is the guy, next guy to take Peterson's place right yeah he's he's so. regarded as the handcuff and I think I don't know. They could always draft a guy. I'm not sure, but right now he is likely the guy. If Peterson ever goes right. down or retires in the next it, one, it, well, years. that's. I was also telling Blair that Spencer Ware is the number two right now in Kansas City because he offers a change of pace to. I mean, he's going to be a Charles, this year at least. And I think that he definitely, if they decide to cut bait and you release him, I think he could be starting. They, you saw what they did last year. I thought he was a good pickup. I really wanted Howard, but I was debating between that and receivers. And I preferred Zach Ertz at tight end because I right. think he's young enough and, right. he, and the offense is going to be beneficial. But I got Barney, and I think I could live with him. So, I mean, I'm satisfied with my team both from a competitive standpoint and a Ute in the Utes because I got enough Utes on my team that I feel solid. My only problem is my bench is so young that if when my guys get hurt, I'm going to have to turn to a guy that's this guy. That's what, I'm That's saying, what like, could be my problem. That was my, my criticism. Because here's my bench, and I, it's my team, so obviously I have a bias. But I feel like if push comes to shove, I can get some production this year out of my bench, whereas it's not old. I got Perkins from New York, Treadwell, Blunt, Washington from Oakland, Mariota, Boyd from Sensi, who I'm really glad to get. The Raiders defense, Doriel Green Beckham, Walford from Oakland, and Grapple Hook. That's my bench. Tyler? Yeah, there's two guys... There's, there's two guys I liked, because I liked that Pops got gore. I'd like that Blair got blunt. Um, Boyd's a good one. Um, I, I just don't know late. about Perkins, because from what I've heard about Jennings, is that they're going to make Jennings the feature until yeah. that goes bad. He's, he's, like they want him to be start. the guy until I, that doesn't I hear work that, out. But it's not worked yet, so that's why well, I the grabbed two, him. No, they, actually, the last, if you look, the last four weeks when they committed to Jennings last year, he was really good. Yeah. He was back to being well, a good guy. That's he so because he, he could always go down. But Perkins is another guy to me, like, I just don't, he's like um, Dixon on my team. You just don't know when he's going to play. You're just, you're, you're crossing your fingers, basically, that the guy in front of him gets hurt. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I think from, guys, what I, from what I've read out of the, the, obviously, Elliot was the number one rookie back. The second rookie back, from what I've heard, is Perkins. That's the one to get. That's I, what I've, I've heard, read. I've heard Dixon. I mean, I've seen him too, but I, I've heard Perkins. A lot well, of people I think, New York's think gonna get Howard him. is is going to play pretty soon, and I think that if Langford He's fourth on the depth chart, Langford, I don't. That's not going to last. We'll see. I'm just um, saying. Even if it does, I think eventually he's going to surpass Carey. And who else is, is on the depth chart? Jaquiz. Yeah. No way. That, that's three. crap. He's number three. I, that, well, that, and you, have you seen the Bears play so far in the preseason? It's There's probably a reason. We're going to get to him. I, just, I think say, I like Howard. This, uh, I, liked him, I liked him to the day that I kind of picked him out of the bag as, as a guy that I thought the Bears are going to pick, and I thought he, he's going to play. He's yeah, going to play. Predict that. He is going to play this year. Go ahead, Tyler. The two guys I could say I don't like on your rosters was that even though Pops got him late, I, I, I never liked drafting Ladarius Green. And everything I've heard is he may retire this year because they're saying that he is still dealing with his ankle, but he apparently has recurrent headaches, and people just believe he's never going to play again. And then I, I didn't like the Green Beckham pick. I, I just don't know what to make of the guy because I drafted the guy that basically replaces him just because they were so sick and tired of the guy in Tennessee. They trade him to Philly, 
at Philly's a mess. I mean, and I, he's way behind, so I don't know if he'll ever contribute this year. I, I hear what you're saying, but from what I've read, the reason Philly got him is because they don't have anybody. It's Jordan Matthews and nothing. That's why he got traded to Philly. Tennessee doesn't have anybody either, but they're willing to they're willing to ax him. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they signed Rashard Matthews. They have. The guy that I know, I've read, from what I've read, the guy that you picked up, a, a lot of people have been raving about. They have Wright from last year. They have Delaney Walker. I think Tennessee has a few more weapons than Philly does. It, it says something when you get a second-round pick from last year, and the next year you're like, all right, this guy is such a pain in the ass. Just do whatever you can to get rid of him. I mean, I'm not disputing you. I mean, he was one of my last picks. But I, yeah, I, hear what I mean, they were, they were both last picks, but those to me were the, the highest of flyers, in my opinion, because they are – Low, very low risk of panning out, and I, I would, I'd put money on both you guys drop them next year, probably. If not by the end of this year. I mean, because for just for just for the record, pops mentioned how deep the receivers are. Here's my receivers, pops. I got Robinson from Jacksonville, Allen from San Diego, Benjamin from Carolina, and Shepard are my starting because Shepard's in the flex, and every you know you everybody's heard about Shepard, and then I got Treadwell. Uh, Boyd from Cincy, Doriel Green Beckham on my bench, and I'm actually that's in my opinion pretty good. That's that top four is really good. The running backs aren't great, but that's a really good four. It just goes to speak how fast those running backs were coming off the board that I could grab all four of those guys. True. No, you didn't break your arm, pat yourself on the back, did you? A little bit. Okay. No, I, that's good. I think in, when I take a look at Mindblower, I think I like my three. I just I don't have a veteran receiver like i have gore on my bench that can come in and play and i think that's trade with you pops i need a veteran receiver that i could put on my bench that can play in the nick of time you know just like i have gore i have to to take a look at yours i I, and again veteran i mean shepherd i i I, no i'm not gonna trade for him because i got other younger kids the last thing on fantasy for what time i hear what you're saying about the playoffs but i think pops you would agree I think that everybody's kind of in the same boat. I mean, you can look at rosters, and there might be guys that you say, man, okay, maybe this year that starting lineup's decent, but his bench is garbage. But, Bobs, I think we would agree that, for the most part, everybody's just kind of in the same boat right now. No, we've never done this before. So, I mean, like I said, for someone to say that they've they've figured out the formula when maybe Tyler will in a two weeks, he said, I've got it figured out, and say <laughs> I was on the ground floor, nobody knows really what is going to happen play injuries yeah. are such the are the great equalizer in fantasy football and last year was about the worst i've seen well, so trending upward right trending downward actually because just, just well, depend yeah. it just it you cre- it creates such a mad rush to the waiver wire what's it going to be like in this league right well it'll be interesting to see too before the league starts if we have i guess specifically one of the auto draft teams but if you see some people make some swaps because I think everyone's aware it's a dynasty league, so it would be interesting to see if you had someone auto draft who got kind of a lot more veterans to see if they try and make a trade Spoke to get some house, more kids. Right? Burkhouse, right? Yeah. I think that is going to be the preferred way to improve your team over the waiver. There just isn't a lot there. Right. So I think you should see a fair amount of trades. And, I, and you know, I I'm, I made a couple of because I offers. I'll take a look at your guys. I, I Like I said, I'd feel better if I had a veteran wide receiver on my bench to be like my guy gore if i need to need to plug him in i could play him right you know but we'll see okay let's talk more football here (laughs) nfl here where it's our last preview we're doing the norths uh we'll start with you want to do the afc first you want to start with the bears okay bears it is so they've had two preseason games here Mm -hmm. the first one was really ugly yes the second one was marginally better However, I don't know. For me, I know that the defense is still kind of a work in progress. McPhee's not out there. Floyd is still buried on the depth chart. 
But for Grapple Hook, who's not played really in the regular season, and I know it's preseason, from all everybody said that he looks pretty sharp. It's kind of a little bit of a concern, right, for a guy that's had no action basically. Try a lot of concern, Blair, and play I, pretty well. What what has had gone on this? so far in these games that can that you could hang your hat on. I mean, this is a team that's trying to get young but signed veterans, which I know is what you do in the NFL, but Kevin Kevin White is the big attraction on the offensive side right. because he's coming back, but the problem I think I saw Twitter handles it's like Kevin, use your hands that they're there what that's what they're there for. That that's this guy's rep, bad hands. Got all the athleticism well, in the world. I've read Couldn't two, catch a cold. He has problems with the route trees because he basically ran the nine at West Virginia. Right. So we'll see. And the defense, you know, again, work in pro- – this team is a work in, yes. in progress, but I, I can't see this team winning more than six games. I, I just – there's just – there's still a talent deficit. Here's what for you, Pops. I, I saw this on Twitter the other day. Should they sign Cromartie? He's still a free agent. Which one? Antonio. Couldn't hurt. I mean, from what I've seen, that the, the Bears' corners couldn't cover either, obviously. And I think the Bears have salary cap space. So, I mean, if you think that you've got a chance and dumber things have happened, they might accidentally get in the playoffs. I mean, so you could say progress. As Fox's team got better as the year went on, I expect that this year with the first part of the year going to be like, Eesh. and the second part you're going to hear, think, man, we got something here. It's just it's going to be young. I haven't seen the schedule. I just my antipathy towards I think they play this season the, is is not Purdue like. I think they play the AFC South and the NFC West. I think I I just this I'm more interested in fantasy than the Bears this year. Right. Okay, Tyler. Just some overview on the Bears here. What do you what do you think? Because we've got to see two preseason games now. For as much people talking down of Lankford, I think he might actually start out with a feature esque role. Because he's looked pretty good so far. Whether or not that continues uh, is a different discussion because he could down, uh, well, he could play worse. Because uh, the big stat on him was that he had a, his, his yards per carry was like 1.8 against base defenses. I think the other stat, and that's a more specific stat, was he didn't break tackles or miss tackles was one of no, his yeah, big I think, problems yeah, last year too. I think that was in my, my rankings. I think I put he had like four missed tackles or something like that. It was like atrocious... He had, I think his, his catch rate was either 50% or less than 50%. I mean, to be honest, he was fantasy productive, and he looked good for his stats being so ugly. Yes. So I, I believe he could be better. I believe uh, White could turn into something. He had a, Even though he was injured, he at least was around the coaching staff. We'll see. He's and on Tyler's fantasy the other part too. is that if, with Jeffrey being hurt so often that he may be put into – the starting receiver role and said, you know, you may not catch him, but I'm going to throw you 20 passes. Maybe you'll come down with 10. I mean, that's like the Mike Evans at Tampa Bay type deal where he drops all the time, but they're like, 20 is coming your way. You'll catch some of them. Right. So, I mean, you know, Marquise Wilson productive last year in that like one game where he played and Jeffrey was out. So I think the number one receiver job is going to get stats. The the two is probably two if White's there. We'll, uh, we'll have to see. I don't know because Jeffrey is, <laughs> has had soft tissue problems all his career Constantly. he already hurt his hamstring yeah. early this uh early this training camp pops i, I think you're right because you know that's something that we've hit on last year we can hit on again i think this is i don't know maybe i'm wrong but in my opinion i think this is probably the best losing case is kind of a big shot on the offense side but the best coaching staff that the bears have probably ever had specifically with fox and fangio i mean am i wrong do you agree ballpark no i think that's good i just don't know what to think out of the the offensive coordinator Right. Um, I think that was more of a continuity thing than 
I guess, qualify. Right, but as much as anything else, but the, the, the NFL is about talent. It's pace still going out to retool this while you're. This is like the White Sox. They're retool, rebuild, or something like that. They're they're not retooling. They're not rebuilding. It's somewhere in the middle. Right. Which, by the way, if, if, I, if I've seen this week, Han wanted to sell everything off, yep. and guess who sat on it? I, was, I heard it was Reinsdorf. No, it was a jackass. I heard it was Reinsdorf. I heard it was Kenny Williams. It might have been both. Look, if for the Bears, they're trying. They're making some progress. Tim Floyd was a ceiling guy as opposed to floor, and it's possible he yes. ain't going to really get to see the field because he might be another one of those guys that's great athletic but dumb as hell. And, and in the NFL, we know it's more sophisticated, and it looks like to me he's looking kind of lost, isn't he? Well, I, I, when I wrote my preview, because even on the depth chart, they had him down on the third team outside linebackers, which is disappointing because he was the ninth overall pick. But I figured to start with, they were just going to situational rush him to begin with because that should be the one right. thing that he knows how to do. Go get the quarterback. Get that guy. Right. I think he could – who am I getting? Oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> What's his okay, – okay. But, I mean, I mean, realistically, what do you make? Because yes or no, the team is in a better position this year than last year. I don't know. You don't Okay. No, seriously, I, 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 really, I, don't, okay. I really don't know. I mean, last year they might have hit on some things. They brought some new guys in. They don't have Forte. They got Lankford. Right. You could make a case they're worst off at the running back position. Okay. They don't have Martellus Bennett. Right. As much as I like Zach Miller, he ain't exactly Martellus Bennett as far as staying healthy. Right. And, and well, on the other hand, he ain't exactly Martellus Bennett for being a jerk. But anyway, I don't know if they're better. That's the thing. You, typically, you'd like to think from year to year, a team like the Bears, as bad as they were a few years ago, this team was better. I guess from youth, youths, the youths they got on the team, yes, maybe. For their dynasty I, draft. But the thing is, they might win five games, and, and you, then you get the end of the year, you say progress. I really I don't know what to make of this team. Okay. Let's talk, uh, let's talk the bottom of the – let's get the bottom done in the NFC North here because I think we're in agreement here. The Bears are finishing at best third. So the Lions here, Pops, what do you make of them? Because everyone wants to talk about how Jim Bob Cooter became the offensive coordinator, and it seemed like things kind of clicked for him in like the back third of the season. You know, I remember this guy. Didn't he run a tow trucker on tow, <laughs> a, a, a tow truck on Dukes of Hazzard? Sure Cooter. Tyler will back this up. Matthew Barry loves his name. They say it as many times as they can. He did make a difference with Stafford. However, without Calvin Johnson, I know that there's like – there's more balls to go around to Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, Abdullah, uh, Riddick. Riddick, and Ebron. I just I don't know how that equates to them being better than what they were last year, and they weren't good last year. So that to me is if you're not better than what you were last year and you weren't good last year, that means you're probably not good this year, right? I'm picking them to finish fourth. That's me personally. I mean, fantasy-wise, I'm, I'm, I got Stafford. I'm expecting him to throw it a million I figured times. I think you'd try to pick him fifth out of a 14 division. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, I, I obviously they're going to be chucking the ball they're a lot. Gonna be flinging it. I mean, I know I've got a friend of mine who's like all Nebraska and all Abdullah. I, I don't really like him as a no. run. They don't have a running game at all. No, I think it's from I some doing some early fantasy research. I think it's going to be a lot of Riddick, and Riddick doesn't really run the ball. No, he's a pass catcher. That's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be a contest between the the Lions and the Bears for the bottom. At this point, I'm going to go. I think Lions, this will be a tight one. This might go down to the last week. I say Lions <laughs> five, Bears six. Tyler, what do you think about the Lions? I think that the the offense will play a lot of no huddle and pass a lot. Uh, I'm not sold on Abdullah as Either. any kind of feature back. And yeah. I think Stafford will just throw it a lot. I think so, too. I'm targeting specifically in fantasy because that's what I'm I don't even know who the GM is, so it's not like we can blame Matt Millen. We you should know, just blame him anyway. Because... I, I, and you could argue, 
what direction are the lions taking? No clue. I have absolutely, positively no effing clue well, as I don't think to they what do they're doing in I Detroit. Think, I think like most of us, Calvin Johnson was like, I'm going to retire. Like, that's a good one. We'll see you in August. And then he was like, no, I'm really. And they're like, oh, shit. But the thing is, even with them, they still what, won five games. Oh, they're bad. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, they should get the seller or win the seller over the Bears. But there's nothing there. Even Stafford, I think, in a couple of years, they have to think about trading and getting rid of him. Because why do you want to pay that guy that kind of money to throw? He's not the most accurate guy. No. He can throw bad interceptions, yeah. which we've seen that with the Bears with Cutler. Right. You'd have to think about trading Stafford. If he has a good year, trade him, try to get some draft picks, and you could screw up the draft picks, but at least they'd cost less. Screw up the draft Right. Okay, so then last year, Minnesota won the division. They did it with pretty good defense, running game, passed occasionally. Uh, Tyler had Stephen Diggs, who I think he traded, who was a surprise. They drafted Treadwell. Do you think that their offense pops will take a step forward this year, or do you think it'll be a lot more of the same where it's run, run, play action? A lot more of the same. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a ceiling for Teddy Bridgewater. Granted, I don't know outside of Diggs what they have as far as cat pass catchers because that Cordell Patterson is a typical Awful. athlete that – Who's you, that? Is it Jarius Wright? He had a couple fantasy relevant weeks last yeah, year. Yeah, but they really put their money behind Cordell of Patterson, and he was just a complete and utter He's bust. He's a returner at best. Yeah, and I think if Treadwell does not work out, then I think it's going to make that offense Peterson left, Peterson right, Peterson center, McKinnon left, McKinnon right, and let's throw it on occasion, which means. I anticipate Green Bay offense to be better. And right. I think with a better offense, the defense for Green Bay was relatively underrated. Granted, we don't know. Did, did, did Clay Matthews – Clay Matthews is going in for that. We need to talk about that too next week. But assuming Matthews is back, I, I think Green Bay with Rodgers, Nelson, I expect Lacey to be better. I think it's going to be close, but I think Green Bay reclaims the division this, this year over Minnesota. I think we'll get in the playoffs, but – I think there's a ceiling. Both teams have ceilings. I just think that Green Bay is a little capable, a little bit more than Minnesota. Tyler, do you think that the Minnesota offense will take a step forward, or do you think it'll be a whole lot more the same? I think they'll take a slight step forward. I think they'll uh, they'll work with Diggs and Treadwell and Rudolph to a point, and they'll they'll be a little bit better, but they'll run it a lot still. So I don't, I don't know. I, I I'd like to say is uh, I told you, and you slightly believed it, but I told Jeff last year that they could be a playoff team, and he laughed in my face. I'd just mean, like to say that. It took some injuries from the Packers, but yes. Pops, do you think that uh, Rodgers will be in the MVP conversation this year? Yes. Yeah. I, 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 well, that's assuming health from Nelson because I think he is the crux with which that offense runs. Now, you made a point that when you get 30, when Tyler. you get th- okay, whoever somebody did, when you get 30 years old in Green Bay, they're ready to retire you. wide receiver. Put you out at pastor and go find another youngin. Because um, remember what happened with Jennings? Everything I know. was good. Everything That's was because, good. And okay. then he threw a fit and boom, right. Minnesota. Right, but that helps when you have a Jordy Nelson young. Right, no, I agree. Replace. They don't really have a Jordy Nelson to replace a Jordy Nelson with. So that's a problem. Yes. I, I think that this team will will look much closer well, to the 2014 Packers than the last year. That too, and I don't know. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about them, but I think that, and I didn't get them. But some the the tight end they signed the, the St. Louis tight end. Yeah, but he he's inconsistent I know, at best. I know, but in Green Bay, I, I got a sneak at suspicion he's going to be a little bit more productive. It's possible, but it, he has he's not consistent at all. I mean, he could he could have a game where you think, boy, this guy's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Then the next week, it looks like so. Jermichael Finley again. He what? what he, you're telling me he forgot his cleats at home? <laughs> 
I mean, that's just how he is. That's what Jermichael Finley was. I think what Green Bay will do is put him in positions to do what he does good, which I don't know what the hell that is, but they'll figure out what he does good and put him to in those positions to succeed, but they won't put him in positions to where he could be exposed. And I think that's what you're saying. That's Here, coaching. Here's one for you, Pops. Which defense will be better? Because I, I agree with you. I thought Green Bay's defense was underrated last year, but they're still relying on – uh, Peppers, who's not any younger. Mm-mm. And, I mean, they, they didn't really add a whole lot of youth to that defense. So no. you take Green Bay or Minnesota? Minnesota. Minnesota. I think mean, the Minnesota defense not only is, is a better – they've been my – I've taken them in a couple of fantasy drafts. That's a good young defense. It's only going to get better with age. And I think that they have staying power. And I just think that you're right. With Peppers and Matthews, there just seems like there's a ceiling to where outside of the rest of them, I don't know exactly, I can't name the guys. I mean, they could walk through this room and I wouldn't know who they yeah, were. Well, it might be the same with Minnesota, but I know the Minnesota just has a lot more youth on it that's good. And they're going to they're gonna start getting some recognition for some all-pro selections and stuff like that. So I take that, Minnesota. That bar kid's pretty yes, good. Yes, Minnesota is the best defense in the, in the division. Would you think Green Bay's the best offense? Yeah. Tyler, thoughts on Green Bay? Thoughts on the defenses, Green Bay or Minnesota? I think Green Bay will look better. Everybody's back and healthy. I think the Vikings will still do well. I mean, I, I think their defense is better, not cause, not only because they have better, younger talent, but they also have a coach who is a defensive coach and knows what he's doing. Yeah, Zimmer's a good coach. I think Green Bay's got to start figuring out their next move because they, they drafted Cobb and Nelson leading up to Driver and Jennings going, so who's the next guy when Nelson leaves? Because he's 30 or 31. And Devonte Adams has not looked good so far. That's true. So they got to figure out who is going to fill in because no one stepped up last year. So that's that doesn't give you it doesn't give you much hope for the guys on the roster because Cobb is clearly not a one. He's a slot guy that can't yeah. be trusted as a top target. Yeah, so. definitely true. Okay, Tyler, give me the win totals then. Uh, I'm gonna take Packers eleven, Vikings ten, Lions seven, Bears six. Ooh, picking the Bears last, pops. I'll start from the bottom up. Lions 5, Bears 6, Minnesota 9, Packers 11. You got the Vikings in the playoffs, though, right? That's what you said? Yes. Okay. Let's wrap it up. The NFL last season. Wait a minute. What's your picks? Oh, I mean, probably something like I, I think yours. I think I'm taking the Bears third. Six probably seems about right. I think on a good – if the Bears get a couple things going their way, they might get to eight. Lions 5, 10. I, I kind of like Tyler's 10 and 11, but 9, 10 for Minnesota, 10, 11 for Green Bay. Okay. okay. Last division we got to do is the AFC North. So mm-hmm. we got to start with Cleveland because that's everybody's favorite team. First question pops: Is Cleveland going to be in the basement this year? Because, yes. Yeah, I yes. think the Ravens are terrible, but that's me. No, I okay. The, the Baltimore might be bad, but I think Cleveland has got that thing locked up, and I think you could argue <laughs> it's just that not even. It's already decided. They don't need to play the year. I think Cleveland, San Francisco, and Tennessee are the three of the worst football teams out there. You but, could argue Tennessee's a little bit better. Certainly, San Francisco and Cleveland are we're gonna two pick of our the teams worst. To cheer for too. Well, we we're, we're, yes, we're each going to take one of those teams to cheer for. We're not cheer for. We're going to be their mate. We're going to be. Their ad, we're going to be proponents. Their, yeah, they're proponents. <laughs> but uh, Tennessee's roster is obviously in much better position than those other two. Yes, it is, okay. but they still managed to lose two, so, win two games last year. So Cleveland, do you buy the RG3 experiment? Is that going to work? Because Hugh Jackson's a pretty good coach. I think we all agree he's a pretty good coach. I don't. It'll work to a point, and you saw some glimpses so far in the preseason. I, I don't think it's going to equate to wins. No. Okay. I mean, it might get. Well, the, I mean, that's more. I think you would agree that's more roster ineptitude. Right. It might. It might get the Cleveland Clown fans excited, but 
That's about it. Because even Cleveland was like, what was what was your guys' strategy for five receivers? Well, we thought if we drafted five, at least two of them will work. They, they just assumed that they that were playing. literally in, their strategy. They just assumed they were playing in a three-league fantasy roster you'll deal where they could play start three receivers. Will Terrell Pryor be fantasy relevant as a receiver? On Cleveland's roster? Yeah. It's possible. Because I think he's going to start. Because they lost Benjamin, right, back. to the Chargers? Yeah. Yeah, I think he could. On any other roster, no. On, on the Clowns roster, yes. Tyler, Cleveland going to be in the basement? Yeah. Yeah. Will Josh Gordon RG3 work? Well, I guess first, will, will Josh Gordon work this year? Is he finally over all that crap? I don't know. He's not played football no. in a long time. Did Pops just answer when you asked me? He, he, he just said no. <laughs> no, I didn't answer, Tyler. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you, do you th- I, I think he will work, though, because a, a lot for, will forget that Hugh Jackson turned Jason Campbell... Raiders, uh, Jason Campbell led Raiders team to eight and eight when they were winning five to six games like every year. That's a fair point because uh, was the, the Raiders only traded for Palmer that year because uh, Campbell went down. So no, you know, he's a good coach, Tal. I'll give you that. I, I just there's such there's they have so little talent and the the, the 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 free agents are like running out of the building, slamming the door, getting out of that town as soon as the last game's over with because nobody wants to be there. Okay, so. You okay? So you said that you think Pryor will be relevant. You don't think Gordon will work. You drafted Coleman. Is he going to be a surprise this year? Or so they got to throw it to somebody, right? I mean, they outside still have of, outside Barney. Of, we got Barney. You got Barney. You got Coleman. Maybe Gordon. Certainly got another enough. Other, look, Gordon has enough other relevant guys. So he could say, "Hold my doobie while I go out for a route." Yeah, Duke Johnson. They're going to be chucking the ball a lot because oh, uh, Duke again, Johnson. Duke Johnson is a guy that you to catch that balls out of the like, backfield. Was it sixty five last yes, year? Not a runner. And I just think that it's it's again, it's very sad for Cleveland fan base that's amongst the most loyal that you can arrest the owner in the front office for impersonating NFL front office guys because they're that damn bad. Here's a question for you, Pops. They drafted Coleman who a lot of people like. We'll see on Gordon. Uh, prior, you said Duke Johnson. They, there's some names there on offense. Is this year actually finally a step forward, or are we going to be like in two seasons, we're going to have new coach, new GM again? I don't know because they went out and hired uh, De Podesta right. from the Mutts, and then they hired that other goof that's the president. What's his name? Tyler. That's Tyler, Tyler you're, he's you're, the mayor of Cleveland. You're the all things Cleveland. <laughs> Who's the guy? Sashi Brown. Huh? Sashi Brown. And none of these guys have any experience being general manager of football, right? right? Uh, I guess no, the uh, thinking Sashi is... Sashi Brown was a high guy with the Ravens that uh, Newsom liked. So I'm guessing that the, the, the thinking is this hasn't worked, so this can't be any worse, right? I guess. I mean, could it really? Well, you know, they could hire the three of us. I'm willing to sign a five-year, $5 million contract to be fired after, what, I 15 mean, can weeks? we really ruin it anymore? No, I think we got some good ideas. <laughs> I think so, too. No, I, we, were, we talked about this last week. We were right on Khalil Mack, so you screwed that one up, Houston. Until they, <laughs> I, I just don't know what to say. I mean, you would think that the NFL would want teams that look at least representative and are competitive right. and are the butt of jokes, but you make movies on this team of Cleveland, yep. and they continue to do this, and they continue to screw around and fire guys so they, they owe half the league you know, <laughs> because they're working for other teams because they owe like six or seven coaches, five or six offensive coordinators, six or seven general managers. It's pathetic. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely pathetic. I don't really know if we know they're going to be any better. Two years, we might say it's two years of the same. On the other hand, these guys might actually make progress, but they've got so much work to do. Right. Tyler, is this a step finally in the right direction for Cleveland? 
Probably. Probably. I mean, I, I, what I would you expect I would the vice so. president of the Browns I mean, to I say? I would hope so, too. If, if they got to give Hugh Jackson time. If they do, I think they can at least become competitive. Yeah, if they fire him, then I think they just got to kick Cleveland out of NFL. That's probably fair. Okay, so you, you both said Cleveland is in the basement. The next team up, I got to think for both of you, is Baltimore. Well, apparently you're telling us what we're thinking. I, I thought I, I'm Are just you saying. Karnak? I think that the basement will be a little bit more competitive than you think, because Baltimore, for for Newsom being considered one of the top GMs, they have royally screwed up their cap. Because you talk about Cleveland's free agents leaving, Baltimore can't keep anybody either. Well, obviously, I think Newsom probably benefited Blair from a very good group under him. That I think, and those yeah. teams have left, so it's possible that Newsom is getting more, maybe more credit than he initially deserved, and now that his guys are leaving, he's kind of like, oh, shit, who am I going to pick? What? I'll sign the guy to $10 million. It's million. No, I mean, it's it, the Flacco thing is really right. screwed it up. I, they are definitely on the way down, and unfortunately, I think... Who's in the better position after the season, Baltimore or Cleveland? I say Baltimore because they have Hairball, but, but I, I heard who Hairball Jr., or is it Hairball Sr., right? Because John's always John's in jail. John's the older one, yeah. Okay, so we'll call it Hairball Sr., I don't know, Blair. You could make a case. I, I, I think there's some just, I, I don't know. It's tough to say because <laughs> I, I know I'm waffling here, but I honestly don't. You're right. They're bad. The, the, they're, what we, we're used to a Baltimore team that's, that's really good, good, competitive, that is there to win the division, and they're coming down. And unfortunately, somebody's going to make a knee-jerk reaction and fire a pretty good coach. And then someone's yeah. going to hire a pretty good coach, yeah. John Harbaugh. Yeah, I, I just, true. you're right. There's really nothing to hold your hat on when you go out and bring Steve Smith Sr. back for his 50th year NFL, and you go out and get Mike Wallace, and who's running back is. Uh, is it Forsett again? Yes, it's Forsett. But they, he, I don't think he's going to be the main guy. I think it's going to be. Don't you think, Todd, it's going to be kind of a three headed monster, the running backs in Baltimore? I think it might actually become Terrence West. Eventually. And he's a, he's a failed Cleveland Brown. Yeah. He was in Tennessee last year, too, wasn't he? He's a fellow Tennessee Titan. <laughs> this is quite here for the both of you. Pops, you answer, and then Tyler, you pick it up when Pops is done. Who is fantasy relevant? Like, I drafted Benjamin Watson, who I think we all agree, probably a decent tight end to grab. Flacco, I guess you would argue. Is there lit- is there anyone else in, in a one-year league, not a dynasty league, a one-year league that you would even consider taking in a fantasy team? Baltimore? Yeah. Tucker, that's it. The kicker. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know why you would take anybody else. Tyler? Probably uh, Aiken... Smith, and whoever the running back is. Okay, Tyler, what do you th- who's who's in a better position after this year? Baltimore, or Cleveland, Cleveland. Uh, let's see. That's what I think too. So you you both pick Cleveland in the basement. Uh, Tyler, is it, is it closer than people think? Like, is it going to be a race to the basement, or is it absolutely Cleveland? It'll probably be closer than you think. All right, so you, we'll do Cincinnati. Apparently, it's a theme here for the AFC North is that they let all their free agents leave because Cincinnati let a whole bunch of people leave too. I just don't think they can afford them, and I and I think that could come back to bite them. I I, I think that they had a nice run. They had no business losing that game to no. Pittsburgh. Stupidity. But they found it a way to lose that game, which is not something that you put on your resume. I just don't think they're going to be able to duplicate what they did last year. No. So do you think they make the playoffs? Yeah, I think they can make the playoffs, but I think they'd just be a wild card team that's bounced in the first round. Do I they mean, I just, finally fire Lewis? I would think that at some point you're going to have to, you know, because even Pat Riley left the Lakers after 10 years of winning all those titles, and I think he seemed like he's been there forever. And he hadn't won a playoff game. No, I, I think that, you know, and then it's now become that's almost becoming kind of like the Nebraska thing, where Nebraska loses four games a year, write it down. Right. Cincinnati's almost as, as much as, like, uh, Purdue gets loses in the first round of the tournament. Cincinnati gets the first round the NCAA playoffs, they lose. It's just how it is, and it, it's, it's unfortunate. You could argue. You could, I'm, let me take it back. Lewis is a good coach, 
and I can't explain to you why his teams can't win. Is it a talent deficit? I don't know. It seems like Cincinnati's got talent. Yeah. I, I'm not really for sure, but I think his tenure is coming to an end. Right. And I think as much as Harbaugh's tenure in Baltimore is going to be coming to an end. Ty, what do you think about uh, Cincinnati? I think they'll kind of do about the same. Maybe the, the offense will probably come back a, sec- a little bit, so they may not make the playoffs. What do you think about the defense? Because the big thing was they let the two or three safeties go, especially their starting two safeties. I think both bolded. I just think the team in general just won't be as good as last year and the few years. They'll be uh, just a, a, I don't know, slightly down in a way. Closer to eight and eight in a way. Okay, let's wrap it up with Pittsburgh here. Perhaps uh, first question: Does does Roethlisberger play all sixteen games this year? I would say okay. I know I'm going to take flack for making the statement, but yeah, he's probably do a healthy year. <laughs> of it's my it's my Troy Tulowitzki logic. Yeah, I think he does, provided that they can keep Le'Veon Bell in there. And I think because a and I know what D'Angelo Williams had a really good year, but I just think Bell is more of a threat. Where if you could get the ball, you get more more running production or more better running out of him, he can keep the defense honest. Because obviously, you know the weapons they got on the on the offensive side or the receivers, even without Bryant. I mean, they're talking about Coates is going to is going to take the place of Wheaton. They got in both, but both are good young receivers. And obviously, Antonio Brown is arguably the top player in the NFL. Right. I I think that. That he, I think that he will. I, I, I think to me that's the best team in the AFC. All the teams have some issues because I just don't think there's any of those teams that you know they're just going to steamroll. And I think it's the inability of the Pittsburgh guys to stay on the field, whether it's injuries or you know the other part. <laughs> you know the. Uh, Here, here's one for you, Pops. Pittsburgh, I think we'd agree, is the best offense. Who's the best defense in the AFC North? I think Pittsburgh. I think the Pittsburgh defense got better as the season went on last year. I think they did a pretty good job against Cincinnati in, in winning the wild card. And you could argue they did, they did what they were supposed to in order to holding Denver down. It's just that without Bell and Brown, they just couldn't score enough points. Right. I, I think that defense is, is getting better. It changed its philosophy to where now they're kind of a more of a bend, don't break, cover right. two as opposed to the zone blitz scheme. Right. But they still seem to the, Pittsburgh can find guys to play on defense. They, they can find, they can draft because I mean they continue to replenish and they got stars. It's just can they stay healthy and or can they get the marijuana away from the guys long enough to play an NFL season? Todd, what do you think? Pop says that Pittsburgh's the best team in the AFC. Do you agree? Disagree? Yeah, I. I I feel like they will come down, and I don't know if they'll finish out the year as the best team in the AFC, but right now it's tough not to like them. I know that because you have Bell in our in our keeper league, and I know that he's suspended for the first three games, but do you think we'll see borderline historic seasons from one of Bell and or uh, Brown? Well, how can Bell have a historic season with three games? I mean, off? in I comparison, like, like if he puts up some ridiculous stats, they say, oh, if he had those three games. Probably because he's in a contract year, so he knows he's got to get his money because they're already looking at these suspensions and they're angry about that. Right. So he's got to make it worth their while. That's true. Tyler, uh, let, let's, we'll do win totals here. Tyler, give me your win totals. Pittsburgh, 12. Cincinnati, 8. Baltimore, 6. Cleveland, 6. Pops? Cleveland, 2. Baltimore, 5. I'm going to say Cincinnati, 10. Pittsburgh, 12. I think I'll take Pops. I'll take Pops' as windows. All right, so we're, we'll give Cleveland to Tyler because he's a mayor of Cleveland. So you want San Francisco or Tennessee? I'll let you pick. I'll take Tennessee because you hate San Francisco. So I'm going to cheer for Tennessee. I was going to get him one way or the other. You give me the actual, <laughs> probably the worst team going, and I get and I get potato chips as my coach, right? Say, gee, thanks. <laughs> if you haven't done your draft yet, if you have more, all the position rankings are up on the blog, 3 
Uh, I, I'm doing my blog as well. We got our keeper draft next week, which we'll talk about. Pops still got waiver claims because we're not done with baseball yet. And then when are you guys going to start? The probably the week before that, that Monday before the Thursday, right? With the waiver claims and the starts uh, and sits. Two weeks. You, you ought to see the. Todd, you going to do a, a waiver a waiver pickup article for the first week, or are you going to wait till the second week? I'll wait till after the first week. Okay, so he'll do his the that second Tuesday. You do starts and sits then that first Thursday. Sure. Okay, so check those out all up at threesportsguns.com. Thank you to our on-site producer, Rick Mason. We're in partnership with My Retro Radio. It's the Brushback Pitches podcast presented by Three Sports Guns, the Three Gunthers, Blair, Tyler, Harold. Catch you next week. Join us next time for the Brushback Pitches. Find us online at threesportsguns.com. That's the number three, sportsguns.com. This has been a Gunther Sports and Entertainment production in association with My Retro Radio.